Good morning, good morning, good morning, family. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in him. Why are we so excited? It's a beautiful day to be among the living. Psalms 122 and 1 say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I know we're not in a physical building, but we are together in spirit. So before I get into my message, I'm going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you on today, God. We thank you for waking us up this morning, God. We thank you for renewing our mind, God. We ask you right now to touch someone, God, as they sit on their many different platforms. Let them hear from the Lord. God, give me a word, God, to speak to your people, God. Open our ears that we may hear, God. Give us those senses back, Lord, that we may understand what you are doing in this season, God. Take us on a journey, God, but bring us back together that we may have a renewing of a mind and a fresh spirit, God. In Jesus' name we pray. My scripture is going to be coming from Luke 32, and I'll be reading from the King James Version, the new King James Version. If then your whole body is full of light, having no parts of dark, the whole body will be full of light. And when the bright shining of the lamp give you light. During this COVID-19, we all had to make some major adjustments. We had to do some internal calculations. We had to make some decisions that was going to alter our normal lifestyle. Some of us had to separate from our family. The world had to look at things different. Most companies did not trust their employees to work from home because the stigma that they would not be as productive. I'm a witness that I'm more productive at home because I'm taking less breaks. I'm not getting up as much. I'm not going to the restroom. I'm not going to eat out. You know, I'm not walking around the parking lot. So I know we're being more productive at home. Church had to change their strategy. They had to move more faster in the technology age. Stores had to adjust. Restaurants were shut down. Department stores was closed. Movie theaters became a thing of the past. Most small business was affected. The way that we grocery shop changed. We got gloves, masks, hand sanitizer. And I know in my house we have every cleaning product that you can think of. The way that we interact with others change. We're now sending virtual prayers. So now things have changed. The way we watch TV has now changed. I know for some of my friends and my brothers, we ain't got no sports. So we struggling what is on TV. Things have changed. How our kids play outside has now changed. Our education system has now changed. So many things that was in front of us have now changed. 
What we thought we had is not what it seemed. We thought we had true happiness, but now all of a sudden that had become sadness. I thought the bigger house you get, the better job you get, the more money that you had, you will be more happy. Wrong, because they are all surface and God deal with the inside. This is what he is saying to our people. If you want your light bright, let me in. Let me come in and I can fill your house up with light. God is saying, I am the master electrician. I have all power in my hand. Matthew 28 and 18 say in the new NIV versions, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and in earth have been given unto me. We had to make drastic change. Drastic change. Our whole world has been changed upside down. Within weeks, days, hours, and minutes, everything had to change. Friends that we thought have all of a sudden was not there. Your family became a distant, not because they wasn't there for you. They was faced with their new darkness as well. We had to start leaning on each other, combining things together just to make it through the darkness. If it's a husband and wife, guess what? If you did not put your things together, your money together, guess what? COVID-19 has changed that. Now you're finding yourself saying, listen, honey, we got to come together, not just as a husband and wife, but also as a family. So what we thought was a curse. God has turned it around for our good. During this time, we had to reevaluate our situations. God, family, and everything else had to come behind. God has slowed us down. So we should be praying more, right? We should be reading more, right? We should be talking more, right? We should be learning about ourselves. We can't go out to eat, no malls. Can't go on vacation this year. Come on, somebody. I need y'all to help me because vacation is very important in our family. I know when I talked to Bishop and Lady last week, I said, Mama, do you think we can slide on the boat this year? She said, no, not going to happen this year. I'm like, what about go to the mountains? Nope, not going to happen this year. Can't go to Florida. Not going to happen this year. So we are forced to do some things different. I know when I was growing up anyway, we didn't go on vacation at all anyway. So this is familiar with me not going on vacation and changing some things that we do. Everything is on lockdown. I have done more stuff around my house and you all probably did the same thing than I ever did. I'm putting up ceiling fans. I'm planting flowers in my front yard, my backyard. I'm cooking on the grill. I'm doing so much stuff. I'm riding bikes. I'm, I was riding a pink and an orange bike all through Mechanicsville. And I know my neighbors thought I was crazy, but I just had to do something different. I even saw some of my close friends that's out here, Jessica Brooks and Keith Brooks, riding bikes. So we all 
have to do something different. I'm even playing golf, guys. Golf is a very hard sport. I played golf yesterday, and when I got home, I had to take four Advil because I'm not used to doing these things. So it's uncomfortable, but sometimes you got to get uncomfortable and be in unfamiliar situations so God can take you to another place. One thing I had to reassess is my trust in God and stand on his promise. What is his promise? In Deuteronomy 31 and 6 in the New King James Version, he said, be strong in verse number 6. Be strong and be of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. Listen to what that said. The, for the Lord your God is the one that goes with you. Not alone. He is the one that goes with you hand in hand. You take a step, he take a step. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Understand in your darkest moment, this is when God is fighting the battle for you. Verse number seven, then Moses called Joshua and said to him, in the sight of Israel, be strong and be of good courage, for you must go with these people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their father to give them. And he shall cause them to inherit it. Inherit it. I want y'all to stay there. Inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you and he will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not, do not fear nor be dismayed. The brain of those who are born blind make connections with the absence of the visual information resulting into the enhanced of the compensatory ability such as enhanced sense of hearing, smelling and touching as well of the functions of the memory. So sometimes when you're going through darkness, you forget the senses that God has given you because for so long you've been walking on your own. You've been doing it without him. You've been making it with that good job. But during this dark time, God is taking us back and opening up our senses again where we can hear him. We can smell him and we can touch him. See, sometimes we need to play things back in our head. Like Bishop said, look again. It's not as bad as it seemed. What you thought wasn't there, it was there the entire time. But you got discombobulated. You, you had got flustered. God is with you the whole time, but you got so busy standing by yourself. Now, grace and mercy has got you right where you need to be. Joshua 1 and 9 said, I have not commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you 
wherever you go, what do you do when you're in darkness? The first thing you need to do, you need to believe. Believe, have faith, and trust the process. Some of us ask ourselves, how did I get here? I'm glad you asked. Unbelief got you to right where you at right now. How do you trust God? Because this is a secret ingredient. John 2 and 14 and 25. It said, what good is it, my brother and sister, for someone claim to have faith but no deeds? Can such faith save them? Verse 15. Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you say to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical need. What good is it? Is it the same faith by itself? If it's not accomplished by actions, it's deeds. But someone would say, you have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds. And I will show you faith, but no deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe. You're a foolish person. Verse 20. Do you want evidence with faith without deeds? Is unless. Verse 21. Was not our father Abraham considered righteous? For what he did when he offered his son Isaac to the altar. You see that faith is the action well working together. It's his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled saying Abraham believed God and was credit to him as righteousness. righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous, but what? do and not by faith alone. So we must activate our faith. It's just it's not okay just to have faith and not do nothing. I was talking to my wife on yesterday and I said, we can have faith, but if we say we want to get out of debt and we keep running up the credit card, what type of faith is that? We said we want to be healed, but we don't want to forgive. What type of faith is that? We said that we want to prosper, but we're not a giver. What type of faith is that? We said we want to be kings and queens, but if we don't want to submit to leadership, what type of faith is that? So faith worked with giving something up. Like Noah was called upon exercising in faith. At the most inconvenient time, Noah had has seen rain and yet Noah have never seen rain and yet he was to act based on what God has said even though it made him look foolish because sometimes when we walk this walk we can look foolish to some of our friends we can look foolish to some of our family members but when God speak to me, he tell you to do something, you have to act on it because there is a season when the rain start coming, when the blessings start coming. And if you don't act at the time when God speak, guess what happened? He just put you in the back of the line. 
So it's very important that you act on when God speak. Noah had to act. It was making others think that he was a fool, but Noah saw the end of the story. So when you walk with God, even if it makes you look different, you got to keep walking. God cannot be put in a box. The reason why he cannot be put in a box, because he is bigger than what our mind can even imagine. So you cannot box God in. But when you think of small things, guess what you get? So you have to think bigger because God wants to blow your mind. It's okay to go through a situation and not understand. But it's very important to how you go through your storm. It's very important. What do you do when the lights go out? My mind started reflecting when I was young and different things happened in my family because I didn't realize my family wasn't making a lot of money. So we was on different assistance from the government. And I remember in the hood, and some of y'all can relate to this, when the lights went off in the hood, the first thing we did is look out the window. You looked out the window to see if your neighbor's lights was turned off as well. Because if your neighbor's, if your neighbor, neighbor's lights was turned off, you know that thumbs up. It just wasn't you. That someone did pay the VEPCO bill. See, some of y'all don't remember that. I remember VEPCO. My grandma used to say, I got to pay that VEPCO bill. So if you looked out the window and you saw everybody lights off, you knew that she was good. But what if you don't see everybody lights off? What if it's just your lights? Everybody else lights are shining bright and your house is the only house that's in the darkness. What do you do? Faith must have a resting place. When trouble come, because it will come, trust me, when the lights go and they will go. This could affect the foundation of your faith, which COVID-19 did. But you must be firmly planted in God's truth. Our faith will be tested. There comes a moment when it's not all about your friends and family. It becomes a personal matter. See, this five months have become personal. It's not all about what's happening to my wife. It's not all about what's happening to my kids. During this season of being in a dark and unfamiliar place, this has become personal. This has become between me and my God. See, God, I need you to speak to me. God, I need to hear from you. So you ever been on a line? Because see, I've been on hold before. You ever been on a line and you called the line, but no one picked up. See, I can relate this to my situation. See, when you call a customer service number, and I know some of y'all have called customer service during this COVID-19, and you hear that voice prompt, and you give them all your information, date of birth, last name, 
last four digits of your social security number, blood type, and you give them all that information, but they still say they could not verify your information. So you want to relate that to your spiritual walk with God. See, sometimes we have given all our information to God, but guess what? You have no relationship with him. So guess what? He said, I still can't identify or verify your information because you have not connected with him. You have not had no relationship. You've not had no prayer life. You have not studied him. You don't know how he moves. You don't know how he operates. So now you are in the darkness and your lights have now been shut off. You can get mad and you can get frustrated and some of us hit the button and we disconnect from God. So what happened when you disconnect from God? See, something happened in the natural and in the spiritual. See, when you disconnect from the natural and you don't realize that after they didn't identify all your information, another prompt will come up. And maybe you might get a live person. But what we have done, we have got impatient and now have hung up from God. So now we have to start back over in the line. See, this is what we do in the spiritual realm. When things don't work out for us, we get disappointment. We start blaming people. We get frustrated. And now we have to go back in the line and we have to call God back up. And then we have to ask him again, God, please help. See, but if you would have had patience, if you would have understood why was you going through darkness? Why did situations happen? Why did these things happen to me? You could have been in line to get your blessing. But sometimes we step out of line. And guess what? Sister Susie, step in your place. Brother Joe, get in your place. But we have to understand that it's only for a season. When COVID-19 happened, some things start getting unsettled for me. See, some of, some of you, some things have happened and you start doubting that even during COVID-19, that job that you applied for, all of a sudden they tell you that it was a job freeze. Now, what happened is your credit cards got a little out of whack and guess what the companies did during COVID-19? Whatever balance you had, Guess what they put it at? They put your balance now at that limit and they also raise the interest rate. And so you can get a little discouraged when you see all these things happening. But you have to understand. You have to understand that it's only for a moment. But if you can endure in this season, if you can turn up the intensity of your prayer, if you can turn up your intensity of your relationship, not just with Christ, but your brothers and your sisters and your family, everything, if you can turn up that intensity, guess what heaven would do? Heaven will rain on your situation, and then all of a sudden, guess what will happen to your situation? 
the light that was dark, if you start trusting him, if you start believing him, if you start speaking to your situation, you're going to start having the light shine for your behalf. See, some of us start doubting, and guess what happened to our light? Our light start going down and down and down. But you have to speak those things in existence. That's what faith is. Faith said, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God, I don't see it. God, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I trust you in everything that I do. I trust you. I have a word to give to somebody that's struggling. I have a word to give to that person that don't have no hope. I have a word to give to that person that's looking for the light and can't see the light. I have a word for that person that's struggling with addiction and can't see no light. God will turn your situation around. I ask my family these questions. Why? A lot. And sometimes when we go through our situation, we ask God, why? Why I'm here? God, why did you forsake me? All like when Jesus was on the cross and he said, my father, why have thou forsaken me? We go through our situation. We ask God, why? You have to be very careful when you ask why. Why? You don't, I used to ask my family, why you don't understand me? I asked Trey, why you don't get up early? Lauren, why you always getting this stuff? Tion, why do you put garlic in your eggs? Come on now, why? I asked Justin, why do you have the same toys? So I had to apply those two understandings in my spiritual walk with Christ. When we keep asking why, what happened? We're really saying, I know a better way. When we keep asking the question why, we tell God, I know a better way. What are you saying? For some of you, you ask, why did I marry this person? And you ask God, you knew it wasn't going to work out. God, why did you bless me with this job? You knew it was going to cause a conflict and I couldn't get to church. You ask God, why did they abandon me? You ask God, why did you give me this family? You ask God, why did they pass over me and give that job to someone that was not worthy to get the job or didn't have the education, the knowledge, couldn't do the job, but he became your boss. You're running from the real issue. Because when you ask the question why, what you tell God is, God, I knew the solution to my problem. You start questioning the process that God is taking you through. He's molding you and shaping you to the person that you need to be. But you're asking why? Why? 
was I born in this family? The reason why you was born in the family because you needed this. It need you needed to be abandoned. You needed to be alone. Sometimes we ask why do we really want to know the true answer? See, God will bring you out of darkness. You can't get impatient. He will show you some light. My answer to both questions is God will bring you out and God will show you some light. I'm going to read this scripture and I'm, I'm closing. At the beginning of time, he created light to dispel the darkness and chaos that was over the world. Genesis 1, 1 and 5. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the earth. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. He didn't have to practice. He spoke it. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God, and God saw the light and it was good and divided the light from the darkness. And God called light day and darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning was the first day. So the creator of light can bring you light, but you must take his light, not your agenda. Luke 22 and 42 in the NIV verse said, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but your will be done. What is he saying? Get to know me during this time of darkness. Isolation gets you to know so you can be bright as the morning star. If he can calm the sea, he can definitely speak to your situation. How you go through your darkness is very important. Believe in God first. Trust the process and be patient knowing that God is trying to get something out of you and bring you to the light. When you go through darkness or your lights are off, sometimes you feel like God got you on hold. How did he leave me? And I was right where I needed to be, but I didn't have patience. I didn't trust. I stopped believing. I hung up the phone. I stopped doing the things that got me to this place. See, we have to now go back to the place when God first saved us. See, sometimes we just get distracted by things, but this is what God said. When we hung up, and we didn't realize what was going on, God was giving us a blind trust that we had to trust God. Well, come on, what are you talking about? What is a blind trust? I'm glad y'all asked. A blind trust is a trust in which the trust benefits where have no knowledge. See, we have no knowledge. It's a mystery how God put things together. We have no, no knowledge. But guess what he's holding? He's holding the trust. And he have to write to intervene in the hounding. Who is we trusting? A blind trust are generally, usually when a trust creates something called a seller. 
a trustee, a grantor, a donor, what I'm saying, the person that's holding the trust is God. And he have a beneficiary. And guess who that beneficiary is? It's you all. He's holding the trust. He's wanting to give it to you, but you have to go through your test right now. You have to go through your darkness so light can shine so he can give you everything that you supposed to get. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. You have to avoid by all means doubting and being despair in this time because God want to give you that blind trust. At some point, we look back. We think the lights was off. And it was during this time we had to discover who we was really, who was really holding us back. We was feeling isolated, rejected. We was going through pain. We was feeling useless, worthless, and empty. We got tired of failing and put on hold. But you have to hold on to God's promise. Just as the lights went off, just like this. This is your situation. Just as the lights went off, the lights will come back on. They cannot be all forever. Just as the lights went off, your light will shine again. And when your light shine this time, look out. Because I'm telling you, you're talking about a people that going to be on fire for God. Because when we come out of this situation, when we come out of this pandemic, this COVID-19, this darkness, when we come out of this unfamiliar situation, guess what's going to happen? A lot of people right now are being blessed right now. Money has been released to your bank account right now. I know I have some unexpected things happen to me that I can't even identify with right now. But I know God is working everything out. See, this is the testing time right now. This is time family redeemed when everybody have to come together and we need to be one family, no division, one family working together because when we do come back, whew, good God from Zion, we're going to tear the place up when we come back because we have been through something. We have a resume right now. We have a book that we can write. God, you know what I've been through, but God, I have survived. I'm actually better now. I'm smaller. I'm smarter now, God. You have given me victory in my situation. And God, I thank you for being in this dark place. But the light is shining and I feel my help coming in. See, some of y'all right now got to give them praise. Virtue, give them praise. Lift your hands up and give them praise because I surrender, God, today I surrender. And I thank you, God, for giving me that blind trust. I thank you, God, for the lights being cut off. I thank you now that now that I can see I can see what you're doing, God. See, the devil thought he had you. He thought he had you, but guess what? Somebody was praying. Somebody was believing. 
Somebody was fasting. Somebody was interceding on your behalf. See, somebody said, God, let them go through it, God, because I know, God, that you love them not to leave them. See, as I'm closing, I'm reflecting on the darkness. What does it mean for my life? This is critical times. This is the times that you can't be despaired. This is unfamiliar, but guess what? You have to understand what the master is doing and his bigger plan. See, this is the time when you have to lean and trust and do the things that you need to do to get out your situation, but you can't step too fast. You have to align up with God. Well, how do I align up with God? You got to open the book. It's no secret. It's probably one of the things that probably distract you the more. That's why the devil fights you. Because you haven't opened the book and found the mystery of your life. See, all of us have a, a promise and we have a purpose for our life. It was not just to be born in the projects. It was not just to get 200 members. It was not just to have a nice call a house what was you born on this earth to do so you have to find out what you are here for see the path that you went down the journey that you went down it was for a purpose when your friends walked away when your mother turned her back when your father said I can't do it no more when that job said we don't need you no more Guess what? It was for a purpose when you got afflicted with sickness. When a doctor said, we can't do nothing else for you. It was for a purpose. See, all that crying that you did, it was for a purpose. See, now your tears are tears of joy. Not sorrow, but joy. See, this is all for a divine purpose. See, it was for to cause us to backtrack. But this is to cause us to move 10 steps forward. See, some of y'all doing this pandemic is going to get some new houses. See, some jobs is going to come open for you. See, there's some things that's going to happen that you cannot put it together. See, God, I heard Daniel said, God is waiting to give you a miracle, but he's waiting for you to step aside. See, he's waiting for all your money to run out. He's waiting for your credit to not be where it should be. So he can get the glory because if you do it, guess what you going to do? Say, man, I've been working hard. I've been doing all this and you're going to take the credit. But God is trying to get the credit. So I want to tell you all today, it's not by accident. It's not by accident. Position yourself. Position yourself and your light will shine. Take heed to God's promise. Don't turn your back. Don't get out of line. Don't press delete. Don't hang up the phone. Trust God. Trust his process. And he will he will bring you out. Pray my strength in the Lord. I love y'all. God bless y'all. I love y'all so much. God bless y'all. Wow, 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 wow. What a word. What a message. That was very, I, I enjoyed that so much. What, and I, what I got from it is 
what are you going to do when the lights go out? What is your response going to be? Are you operating in doubt or are you operating in faith? Are you, are you operating in fear or are you operating in God's word? What is your response going to be? Wow, Minutes 8 and Sean Thorne, you did a, a great job. That really will encourage us and get us through this week. What are we going to do since the lights have gone out? COVID-19 has hit. Things are, are crashing. It, think, it looks like it's all darkness, darkness around us. But what are you going to do in response to what is happening in front of you? What are you going to do? When the lights go out, what are you going to do? Are you going to believe? Are you going to pray? What is your response going to be? I hope that you will pray, that you read, and you begin to open up that book, open up that Bible, and start praying when the lights go out. Because we know that God is faithful. God's a healer. God's a keeper. And even though it might seem dark around you, we can trust and believe the hope. We can trust and believe our, and put our hope and faith in Jesus Christ. Because we remember, y'all, we walk by faith not by sight. So even when the lights do go out, we're not walking by what we see. We're walking by what's in God's word. So amen. So thank you again, Mr. Atron Thor, for that, that word. That was great. Amazing. I believe we, are, we, are able to, we will be able to apply that throughout this week. 